Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's at the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well it is trade deadline day in the in major league baseball it is tuesday august 2nd uh this is show number what chris 205. 205. We have a lot lot going on today, so if anybody, um, if you call in, if you get in the waiting room, it may take a minute, or if you, you know, to get to calls, that may take a minute. It's a really, really busy show today, so uh, the panel's going to be a little bit shorter than maybe it would otherwise be, too. So with that, Chris, uh, the agenda is also has few things on it. Yeah, it does. It just has a few items. Some of them are really big and really important, really big shoe, as they say. 205, as we say, the fourth anniversary of our show. Uh, We started on August 5th of uh, 2018, and uh, so now it's always the first. We celebrate our anniversary, the first show in August each year, and it's also Bill Sparks' birthday. So we want to wish Bill a happy birthday, and uh, it is also Tom Brady's birthday and Tim Wakefield's birthday for two. So, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty good company, at least for Boston sports fans. So, uh, anyway, yeah. and for the agenda, we have our panel. We will do a panel, but it'll be a little shorter as we try to get to the, the uh, events of the day. Uh, and in the panel, uh, Robert will talk about that. Na- Robert and Pierre will talk about NASCAR. And, uh, and Sean has a couple of golf notes for uh, on live, live notes, actually, that he can give us. Yeah. And then we're, uh, the big story, and this has happened before with us, is we've had a, a transcendent person who passed away. Well, obviously, Kobe Bryant was breaking the Sunday night we were on when that happened, but we had Hank Aaron, we've had some big ones, and we've got Bill Russell today. And Bill Russell, we're going to take a lot of time with that. We've got some audio that Bill found, a 10-minute audio piece, and then we've got a lot of information. Uh, I read a lot of you know things I know I remember, basically almost his whole career, and I read a lot of stuff in the Globe, and so we've got other stuff, and the David USF, and then a couple other basketball notes. Then we have a few NFL notes, a few a little new news broke today, and we've got some other notes from earlier in the week. And then a couple of NHL notes. And then baseball. The big uh, elephant in the room is baseball. And what's happening is, of course, as, as Perry said, we've got the trade deadline. So we're probably going to devote, uh, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes at the end of the show. And this way we keep Pierre awake because he has to listen for the baseball at the end of the show. Which is <laughs> and, so if things, past- and if things come in in the meantime, we will, if, if a trade comes in, just so that we get it out there, we will yep. mention it. So yep, that's we, may, we may interrupt this or that to mention a trade, yep. but we will get them all uh, in. 
That'll be fine. And uh, so anyway, uh, my, my panel basically it's going to get hot again. It's going to be up to, I think, 98, I think they said, on Thursday and all this other stuff. So um, we'll be joining the club, 105 Heat Index. Of course, I'm going to be talking about a lot about Bill Russell, and he's on my Mount Rushmore of, of Boston athletes with Larry Bird, Bobby Orr, Ooh. Ted Williams, and Tom Brady. I got five because I just have five. That's all you can do. You can't you can't leave any of those guys out. So that the, that'll be coming up, and the Red Sox are buying, and then they sell, and then they buy, and then they sell. So we'll be seeing how that goes uh, during the, the show. And, we have and, our then are, and then they are a Cosmo. Yeah. yeah, they did. And then uh, we'll talk about that when we get into the trades. And so, Rick, what you got? Well, just quickly, um, we're down to 37 days before the football season. We got <laughs> I love the count. <laughs> yeah, we're down, we got Ooh. the Hall of Fame game Thursday. Um, I, just, I know we're going to talk a lot about Bill Russell, but I just wanted to quickly say that, you know, being here in Boston, um, it, I think the most amazing status is 21-0 and 0 in, in taking you know, win-take-all games. Yep. Um, I think just... If you if you take into account the kind of player he was, probably the the most uh, the most winningest player in maybe any sport, and then you add in what he did for the country with race relations, I, I think maybe the most important athlete this country has ever seen. I, I think you could make an argument for that. Um, and we are losing that whole whole selfishness. We lost Hein Tom Heinsohn recently, Sam Jones, and a kind of a cryptic uh, message that Bob Cousy sent out after Bill Russell died said. Uh, that Bill beat me to it, and he's going to be yeah. uh, actually a week. A week from today is his birthday. He'll be ninety-four. Um, so that's it. I, I, I want to keep keep it quick. I, so I'll just move I, on. I think Perry. Rick, that was his way of saying he's not going to be around much longer. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, okay uh, Perry. So, Perry. Well, it's hot here. It's already hot here. So you guys are just going to get what we have. We're Ooh. supposed to get some rain tomorrow. And uh, then it heats back up over the weekend. <clears throat> the state fair is coming, and it's always hot for the state fair. It has been every year that I remember. Once or twice it's been cool, but not usually. But does the butter cow melt, or can they manage? To keep <laughs> no, the butter down? cow is in a frozen. It's in a frozen uh, thing. Is where the butter cow oh, okay, is. Okay, good. I, I was so, worried about the butter cow. All right. Yes, but that is one of the big statements of the Iowa State Fair: is the butter cow. And uh, they have butter, a lot of other things, too, at the state fair. You know, that's what fairs are. Uh, fairs are cool. I, I I go once in a while. I don't go every year because, frankly, there's just, there's way, way, way too many people for my liking. But uh, I go once in a while. But uh, with that, uh, Bill, happy birthday and what's up in Florida? Well, it's the same old thing. It's hot, rainy, and hot, and rainy and hot. I won't take too much time because I'm tracking trades here. So that I better be doing. And um, one of the highlights of my week that shows how much is going on in my life is when Rick actually called into the coffee club. I almost <laughs> dropped my cup of coffee. <laughs> so there I you go. I make coffee for a living. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's right. Well, at least I, got, I could have yeah. got a refill. <laughs> you know, could have got a refill. As long as you have popcorn, I would have been good. Those popcorn oh, yeah. machines. Oh. I used to love that about the vending sites. Anyway, I digress. Robert, take it away. Okay, um, uh, uh, let's do NASCAR first so we can get Pierre in here real quickly because uh, Pierre is always up to date on NASCAR, which is good. Tyler Reddick won the uh, IndyCar race uh, for NASCAR. And Pierre, what do you have? 
Uh, well, uh, I reported two weeks ago that they had taken the two Joe Gibbs cars down for an illegal substance. Well, mm-hmm. it turned out this week that the illegal substance was two pieces of tape that they put <laughs> on the front of the car. Now, okay. that that's no reason to take a first and second place car down. Uh, so can the, can the team or the drivers appeal that decision, Pierre? Oh, oh yeah, they will appeal it, yes. Okay, okay. Ooh. So, and what, do you know where the next NASCAR race is? Uh, no, I haven't heard. Okay, all right. Um, as far as other things, um, I'll cover one NHL thing that I know of off the top of my head. Uh, oh, yeah, Robert, I do. It, it's in Kansas. Ahead. It's in oh, Kansas, okay. in, Kansas in two okay. weeks. In two weeks. Oh, they're off next week? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, also, the one NHL thing I know, John Klingberg, John Klingberg, the best defenseman available, surprisingly only signed a one-year deal with the Anaheim Ducks. And as young as he is, I thought he would get one of these major deals. But like he said when he signed his contract, he said, well, I just got to I got to show everybody I can play somewhere else other than Dallas, and maybe I'll get a bigger payday next year. So, anyway, yeah, that's the only NHL um, thing I had anyway. So we won't yeah, have to and, do uh, that. And as uh, and as far as me, I'm watching the McKinney fire because it's it's close to my area, and the thing's exploding out of out of control. And uh, luckily, it's in the mountains. But the problem with that is they get lightning storms every night, and it, it makes the fire even worse. So. That's something I got to pay attention to, Sean. What do you got in Texas? Before you go, before you go, Sean, just real quick here, <clears throat> the Cubs lineup just came down and it has been submitted, and uh, Hap Contreras are both in the lineup. Now that, of course, wow. could change, yeah. but at least for now, they're both in the lineup. Okay. <clears throat> okay. First, first of all, I want to let y'all know that before I get to everything, you can contact us throughout the week. Sports Lounge at All Things Radio or 800-693-0595, option 2, or 773-572-7715. Also, tomorrow I'm going to be doing another update, a little more details on our on the football contest that I'm doing at 712-432-3642. It is board 9, so hit 5 from the main menu, go to board 9. But anyway, a couple things. First of all, well, for the schools that didn't have spring football practice, in high school this uh, this year, they didn't do. Some schools chose not to. They're allowed to start practicing football yesterday, and other schools start practicing next week. So it's definitely here with the Hall of Fame. But live golf, Charles Barkley. Well, remember his deadline? Thursday came, Thursday went. They didn't make him an offer, so he's staying with TNT and he's staying with Capital One and all the other places. Him and Sam and Jim and all of them will be doing commercials together and. But and another one, Tiger Woods turned down seven hundred and fifty million uh, for Live Golf, and their tournament. You know, I guess it had about forty five thousand people there at the Trump Course in New Jersey. But you know, they two two notable people decided, nah, we don't want you. And Live is going to go to fourteen tournaments next year from eight. So, but anyway, that's about all I have for now. Let's get on to. The memorial, I guess. Yeah. Pierre, yep. oh, hold on, hold on, Pierre. Did you want? Did you need something before we go to? Yeah, go Russell. Yeah, I, I confused NHRA and uh, NASCAR. NASCAR this coming weekend at Michigan. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. 
All right. All right. Uh, now we right. got that straight. So, and so hey, so pay attention. Pay attention, uh, uh, Pierre. Even though this is NBA basketball, he was born in Monroe, Louisiana. Bill Russell was. So pay attention. Cool. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Are you guys ready for the feature? Yeah, we're ready yes. for the Bill Russell. Okay. Oh, yeah, we'll just, yeah, yeah, Bill's got some audio right now. We're going to play right. first, and then and we'll come back and, and, and talk about it. And Bill Russell, and then we'll fill in all the gaps and talk about them. And right. this comes from the NBA, so let's give them the courtesy for for providing this audio, but I think you're going to like it. Bill Russell, the backbone of the world champion Boston Celtics. Winner for the second straight season of the Most Valuable Player Award. A clutch performer, if ever one lived. He's the brightest star in the NBA. William Felton Russell was a monumental figure in the history of the NBA. One of the greatest players ever. He blazed trails and broke barriers. Yet for all his accolades, one aspect of his transcendent career stands out. He has more titles to his credit than any other player in NBA history. Russell is the greatest winner of all time, the most valuable player of all time, and no one can equal his record of 11 championships in 13 years. Russell grew up in Monroe, Louisiana, before his family moved west to Oakland, California. He was told early that when challenged, he should never back down. Well, we first moved into the projects, and these four kids ran by, and one of them slapped me as he's going by. Well, I went upstairs and told my mother, and we went all through the projects looking for those guys. When you're going to fight every one of them one at a time. There was five of them. I lost three and won two. And so I got home, cried, and she says, don't cry. You did what you had to do. As a teenager in Oakland, he would blossom into a star at McClyman's High School and go on to play close to home at the University of San Francisco. His defensive abilities were unprecedented. And there's a fight for the rebound. Taft recovers and he can move. Russell blocks his shot and the Dons are showing their power. Russell led his school to back-to-back NCAA titles and would cap off his amateur career by winning Olympic gold in Melbourne in 1956. Heading into the NBA draft that year, Red Auerbach of the Boston Celtics understood that Russell could transform his team. Auerbach engineered a trade dealing popular all-star Ed McCauley and talented rookie Cliff Hagen to St. Louis, clearing the way for the Celtics to sign Russell. And just as he had done in college, Bill Russell redefined the game defensively. I remember thinking to myself, well, we not only got ourselves a rebounder, but it looks to me like he was such a great athlete for his size and such quickness. I said, I think we're getting a little bit more than than we bargained for in Bill Russell. Guzzi, waiting for his man, bounce pass to Russell. He can rebound, he can run, he can play defense. He made everybody around him better. It was the ultimate piece of the puzzle. Just months after Russell joined the team, the Celtics were champions. The all-around play of the Celtics is too much for the Hawks to overcome. Boston down St. Louis to win the NBA's World Series for the first time and become the professional basketball champion. Russell would soon be joined in the league by another dominant force, Wilt Chamberlain. The winning is only important if you beat the best. 
My friend Wilt, Norman Chamberlain, was far and away the best player I've ever played against. Throughout the 1960s, their rivalry would become a centerpiece of the NBA game and captivate audiences. Over the years, it also became one of mutual respect. Wilt's statistics were astounding, but Russell kept collecting championships. After he got in the league, folks were trying to compare us. I decided that I will never change the way I play for the Celtics. Starting in 1959, Russell would lead the Celtics on a still unmatched run in American team sports. Eight consecutive league titles. Bill Russell, 30 points and 40, I repeat, 40 rebounds. Russell used to become physically ill before every ball game. I mean, that's how much each particular game meant to him. West all alone. Look at Russell come down. And what a play by Russell. Was it important to dominate? Yes. It was important to dominate because uh, one thing that you want to do to your opponents is to make them think, make them know they can't win. You shut a guy down or block a guy shot and say, yes, we did that to you. If you come back, we'll do it again. That's it. It's all over. It's all over. Everybody in the place is yelling and screaming. They deserve it, John. They're the greatest basketball team that was ever assembled. But even as they dominated throughout the 1960s, Russell and his teammates also had to battle the degradations of racism. One such instance took place before a preseason game against the St. Louis Hawks, scheduled to be played in Lexington, Kentucky. Casey went down to the restaurant in the hotel we're staying and they would not serve it we decided we were going to play russell helped lead a boycott of african-american players from both teams russell's sense of justice extended beyond the world of basketball he also sought to make a difference in society at large after civil rights leader medgar evers was murdered Russell flew to Jackson, Mississippi to help oversee the integration of youth basketball games. Well, do you think that you will get some white kids to play basketball with Negro kids? I think so. I don't see why not. My kids uh, play with white kids and nobody got hurt yet. When heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali refused to fight in Vietnam because of his religious beliefs, Russell joined America's finest African-American athletes to support him. When we had the summit in, in Cleveland to see how Muhammad Ali felt about going into the army, Bill was right there and with no fear. There's so many things that he contributed by how he lived his life, how he dealt with his success and the pride that he had. You know, we needed the examples of people with pride. Jackie Robinson was a hero to all of us. But my attitude was that Jackie took us from point A to point B. I was not going to revisit point A. I was going to start at point B. By 1966, the Celtics had established themselves as a dynasty. As the legendary Auerbach stepped down, Russell was on the verge of making even more history. 
With his hiring as Celtics head coach, Bill Russell broke through a long-standing barrier and had to face his share of doubters. As the first legal coach of a major league sport, can you do the job impartially without any racial prejudice in reverse? Yes. How? Because the, more, the most important factor is respect. And basketball respects the man for his ability, period. Russell would grow into his role as player-coach. After a playoff loss, the Celtics recaptured the crown in 1968. The following season, the Celtics were an aging team and found themselves fighting again for an NBA title, but this time as underdogs against a powerful Los Angeles Lakers team that had just added Chamberlain to its roster. It was only fitting that for these two longtime foes, the series would go the distance. I can't help but wonder, how do you feel about going into another seventh game, uh, this time on somebody else's floor? We've done it before. We get back out for the last game. Jack Kent Cook was the owner of the Lakers. He put out a sheet in all the seats. When the Lakers win the championship, the balloons and the rafters would fall down, and Chick Hearns would interview Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, and Will Chamberlain in that particular order. Well, I took this back to Russell. Sam showed me that, and I said, well, a couple of things. It is humanly impossible for the Lakers to win the game tonight. The Lakers can't beat us. But it's going to be fun to watch them get those blows out one at a time. Naturally, Russell walked away from his final game a winner. Chris, I'm here with Bill Russell. Bill, this must have been a great win for you. Exactly. I know, it's hard to say what's in your mind right now, Bill, and it must have been a great win. Well, this is such a, a great bunch of guys, you know, uh, and it's, been, it's just been so, so fabulous the way they played for me, and... It sounds all corny, you know, you know, start talking like that, but I told these guys before the game, I don't care what happens, I wouldn't trade you guys for any guys in the world. Bill Russell was a champion on the court, a powerful voice for equality, and a heroic example for all who followed. A few young people here that would like to be president of the United States, you can do anything that you want to do you want to do it bad enough. Thank you very much. Bill Russell, the man, is someone who stood up for the rights and dignity of all men. He marched with King. He stood by Ali and made possible the success of so many who would follow. For the game's ultimate winner, Russell's legacy lives on through the NBA Finals MVP Award, which bears his name. I've never wanted to live my life to get accolades or honors or anything. I've tried to live my life doing what I think is right and for the right reasons. And I think that I did okay. 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 
Well, I wish you could have. I could have told you as it went along some of the great voices we heard in that uh, in that thing of Celtics and and announcers and people. Just you know, it's it's amazing. But anyway, getting into this whole Bill Russell thing, and then we can talk about him for a while. He, as Rick said, he's twenty one and zero. Now that's something you can compare people to. Getting the eleven championships because you only had to win two series if you finished first to get the championship, and I get that. Twenty one and zero in in winner take all games. Nobody. No, I don't care. We'll ever, ever do that. That will never happen. You know, Michael Jordan didn't do it. Larry Bird didn't do it. Magic didn't do it. 21 and 0. Uh, he had uh, nine in the NCAA, the Olympic gold medal game for one there, uh, 10 game sevens and one game five when they played. The, they didn't finish first. They had to play Cincinnati in 66 in a game five. So uh, he was born February 12, 1934. And, of course, he died last uh, Sunday, 7-31-22. I got a real treat when the Red Sox had, uh, when Will uh, Fleming and Rob Bradford had uh, Bob Ryan on for a couple of innings. That was really great uh, to just to talk about him. And then they did talk about the Red Sox, too. But it was just so much fun to listen to Bob Ryan talking about Russell. And he's in a lot of his books. Bob Ryan didn't cover him. He came the year after Bill Russell. But he, you know, certainly was in contact with him all through the, his career. As I said, he was born in Monroe, Louisiana, came to Oakland at eight, eight years old we're not sure what he died of uh, bob said it was probably either dementia or alzheimer's i didn't uh, you know get a uh, final thing on that and then so he played at the university of san francisco 53 through 56 and made friends with johnny mathis there they were best friends at san francisco and of course they were roommates 19, i think yeah and then 1957 yeah. they both hit the, the big time within months because when wonderful wonderful was just seeing the charts that's when bill russell came to the celtics because the olympics were in australia so they were late so they didn't get him till just before christmas what are you going to say robert and remember in, in in high school uh chris he was teammates with frank robinson that's they're right on the, they're on the same baseball team so yep that's right Okay, and from McClemens High School, uh, and uh, he didn't play much basketball there. He's a long, thin, gangly kid. He could really jump, and they appreciated that. And it was really he wasn't scouted widely by the college teams, uh, but he was uh, picked up by them. And of course, he played with Casey Jones on that team and on the Olympic team. Uh, and then uh, Walter Brown. Okay, so the way the Celtics, uh, one of the things that David USF was wondering is why did he not get taken as the number one pick? Well, Walter Brown. Uh, gave he owned the ice capades, so he gave the Rochester owner uh, dates for the ice capades. They had not had them before, so that's how they they took they took their number one pick, but they took Sayugo Green, and then the the Celtics had gotten the draft rights because they traded, as they said, Ed McCauley and Cliff Hagen uh, to St. Louis. Good players, McCauley was aging, and Cliff was a young guy. They traded him, and they they took uh, Russell with the second pick in '56. And so that was uh, that was how they were able to do that. So he was with the Celtics from '56 through '69, the 11 and 13 titles. He won, he averaged uh, 15.1 point per game, and defense. Uh, he he was really defense and passing. As a matter of fact, in the article I read, John Havlicek said he missed him. There was a long article. If you want to get it, if you're on, on Newsline and you want to get it, it's in Monday's papers. You have to get it tonight. But a very long article by Bob Ryan. It's a wonderful article. There's a nice one, too, by Bruce Jenkins in, in the San Francisco Chronicle, too, that's really, really uh, well written. He, he averaged 16.2 in the playoffs. And the thing was, he said, they said, well, I could, he said, I could score more, but we've got seven people averaging in double figures. That's how we win games. And that was one of the things. When you listen to a game at the end of the thing, Johnny Most would, you know, run down the scores and occasionally his statistics didn't add up because he was doing it by himself, but whatever. He would, anyway, he'd say seven Celtics in double figures over and over and over again. Block shots weren't kept, but he certainly was winning that title. 
And then uh, he was the head coach, as you heard, from 66 through 69. The beginning of his time there, he had some trouble with timeouts and keeping track of things, but he started to get better at it and learned as he went along. Red Auerbach said at the time, and this wasn't in the article, but I remember hearing it, hearing him say this at other times. He said, I, I had to figure out who was going to be coach. I was not going to do it anymore. I was retiring. He said, well, who's going to motivate my best player? I think the best player will motivate the best player, and that would be Bill Russell. As they said, when in significant games, he would get sick to his stomach. Uh, by the way, he beat uh, Will five out of six uh, series, uh, you know, just the loss that one in 67. 73 through 77, he coached uh, Seattle, Sacramento, 87 and 88. Uh, for yeah. the Celtics, uh, he was 340. Oh, overall, he was 341 in, uh, in the, uh, 341 and 290. In the playoffs, he was 34 and 27. For the Celtics, he was 162 and 83. So, had and a, a I, I remember, I remember when he was coach of the King, Chris, they had a terrible team. Nobody could have done anything with the roster that he was given that, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He we will, we'll keep it. We'll keep up. Uh, Brandon Drury is being <laughs> traded to the Padres. Yeah, we don't oh, like that boy, trade. Boy, boy <laughs> okay. where, where is Brandon Drury coming from? He is. He's from? going from Cincinnati to San Diego. Cincinnati. We'll get you the return probably here in a couple minutes. Okay. Yep. Okay. He called games for CBS and TBS in the from the seventies to the into the eighties. He was the MVP in 58, 61 through 63, and 65, 12 All-Star games, 58 through 69. Obviously, he didn't make it in 57, his rookie year, because he just got there just before Christmas. He was the MVP of the All-Star game in 1963. He, um, let's see, we've uh, we got more, of course, rebounding champion in 58, 59, 64, and 65. Uh, his number six was retired by the Celtics in, at a deserted building in 1972. He still had bitterness towards the Boston, which which mellowed after a while. He had his house vandalized in Reading, Massachusetts, a nice yeah. suburb north of Boston. It was vandalized, and he never got over that. He said that Boston was a, uh, uh, what was the term that he used, a flea market of racism at the time. And the thing that wasn't known at the time, everybody on the north was very smug and always saying, well, you know, it's the south, the south, the south, about racism because they were fighting civil rights. But then when you got to it in the late 60s and you saw people talking about integration and schools and everything else, you saw that the north had just as much troubles with it as, yeah. as the south did. Uh, he, he was in the uh, USF, uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame in 75. He's in the USF uh, Hall of Fame, you know, in San Francisco. And uh, let's see, he got the College Hall of Fame in 06, died in, on Mercer Island in Washington. He was, uh, you know, stayed in the Seattle area. Uh, first coach who was black, as we said, in North America. And uh, that was Leo Egan of uh, WHGH asking him that question. And uh, basically, you know, he, he answered it the best you could. You know, I want to win. I'll, I'll play the players that are supposed to play and all that. Um, he and Jim Brown and uh, Jackie Robinson were the two, three civil rights icons in sports in the 60s. You know, they, they spoke and people listened. And uh, they did a lot for a lot of people. And, of course, the 2011 Medal of Freedom from uh, Barack Obama. In 2013, he got the statue in City Hall Plaza here in Boston. Uh, and in the name of uh, the trophy uh, for the MVP was named for him in 2009. Uh, and as I said, very outspoken, the face of the team. And that's why they didn't draw as well. Uh, that was the problem. I, I, I was really frustrated because I loved the Celtics. And they just didn't draw until the playoffs. They would draw or if they had a game against the Lakers or Wilt came to town. 
but basically they didn't draw. They drew about 8,000. They didn't really capture people until it was uh, Dave Cowens and John Havlicek were the faces of the team. So, you know, that was that was really sad, and it showed the racism of the town as it would have happened in other northern cities. Uh, and then um, the retire- they had a real full-fledged for-charity retirement ceremony for them in 1999, which was the occasion that Bob Ryan wrote his article for. And the, the Celtics were, were a family. He said as much fun, as, you know, disquiet and stuff that he had to deal with here in the Boston area, the Celtics were his family. And he never he never would have wanted to play anywhere else. He never ever wanted to leave Boston because of the Celtics, not because of Boston. And he never wanted to saw, saw, uh, sign autographs because he felt that was meaningless. And some people didn't understand that, but that's just the way he was. So like Ted Williams, in a different way, he marched to his own drummer. And that, that was I like the way he, I like the way what he said about that. He said, I would rather have a conversation with yeah. you for five or 10 minutes and find out why you want this autograph. Are you going just to profit? And he goes, then I would talk. He goes, I want to talk with you for, that was his whole thing. It wasn't, he was being rude. And I always found it was very, it was pointed out in several of the tributes, how him and Auerbach, the way they connected, because you think about it, Auerbach being Jewish, just persecuted. Russell, a black man, you know, the African-Americans being persecuted. Mm-hmm. And the two of them, it just kind of had that, they had that common bond with each other from the beginning. And, yeah. you know, because of they totally what they were both going other. through. Red, if Red told him yeah. to do something, he knew it was for a good reason. And if Russell did something that Red didn't expect, he knew it was for a good reason. He had trust with a lot of his guys. And what he would do, because Cousy and Russell were were sensitive, he would say, Heinsohn and you guys, you got to do these things. And he wouldn't say Russell or Cousy if they made a mistake. He'd yell at Tommy, mm-hmm. and Tommy could take it, you know. And that's that. And yeah, mm-hmm. and Tommy knew that. They, you know, they got it. You know, they all knew. They were together for so long, and such character teams. And he, of course, was part of the first all-black starting lineup in the NBA in 1965 after Tommy Heinsohn retired. So it was Willie Nall, Sad Sanders, <laughs> Bill Russell, and the Jones boys. The first all-black uh, starting NBA lineup. Chris Shortstop, Victor Acosta, the number 11 prospect for the Padres, going back to the Reds for Brandon Drury. I don't okay. even know who he well, by the, Can I make one point here real quick? Um, sure. Go ahead, Bill. You know, I'm no, sitting No, here. no, Bill, you can't go ahead. Hey, <laughs> no. I'm just a guest here. <laughs> it's his birthday. Let him talk. You right. can, Bill, you can yeah. make as many points as you like. I'll, I'll make this one real quick. You know, I'm sitting here, I'm watching listening about bill russell and passing away and i lived through the 60s like chris i was mm-hmm. there with muhammad ali and all of that but and then we're sitting here and we're talking about this football player it shouldn't even be in the same breath with bill russell and that's deshaun watson i'm sorry i know people make mistakes but Bill Russell, I mean, the class of those guys was so far ahead, black, white, whatever, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I was saying, we were talking, and actually, Sean, uh, I'm going to say that, and as you, and agree with you, but then Sean's got a point about that, and I think it's a valid point, too, that we had the Havlicek's, the Russell's, the Heinsons, the Jones boys, the Celtics were just full of classy guys, and you didn't hear problems from really other people either, but Sean made a point about that. I mentioned that yesterday on the show. What did you say, Sean? Well, I said some of that, and I'm not saying with Bill Russell you would have, but with some of these other players, I wonder how much wasn't out there because of social media. And it's, and you hear it some in the NBA 
you know, like Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, after he was yeah, you heard all about, yeah, we all know all about that and some of Calvin Murphy stuff, but if social media were around, I mean, look at guys like a Mickey Mantle. Mickey, we would have heard all about Mickey stuff and Joe DiMaggio's flings and, you know, different, that would have well, we been out there about, all over. Some was too big yeah. to not hear. We all heard about, even though we weren't born yet, we all knew about Babe Ruth. <laughs> you know, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah but I'm, yeah, but that was my point. Some of these guys, I wonder how much would have got you know would have. Yeah, well, I mean, Bill Russell I mean, was married three or four times. I mean, it happens. Yeah, you know? and so, and that's, that's not happens. and that's not anything against him. Like the Bill Russell, you even now, even now, as things came out about different people, you know, later on, they write books. He's telling you, Bill Russell is one of the guys you still. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's married three or four times, but so what? But that's the yep. worst. That's the worst you heard about a guy like Bill Russell right. and and it's, and some of those guys. Yeah, that's the worst. And and I mean, you believe me? You've heard a lot of bad stuff about some of these guys from back from the early days of the different sports. But those guys yeah. and Rick Rick's been kind of quiet. I know you grew up with it too, Rick. Why don't you give us yeah. some thoughts? I'm just thinking when you're talking about the social media. What if Ty Cobb had a Twitter account? <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord! <laughs> um, I, I yeah. wonder. I you know, in a, in a serious thing, Rick. Well, I wonder if. If Ty Cobb had a Twitter account, would people really then? They would really then know. I mean, we've heard what Ty Cobb well, was really like. People yeah. would know it then, wouldn't they? Well, but back yeah. then, half yeah. of them were thinking the same thing. But anyway, go ahead, Rick. Yeah, go on your other just, side. Um, he was such. Oh, just listening to that, I actually had some tears in my eyes. Yeah. Um, he um, he averaged over twenty-two rebounds a game. Averaged. That's crazy. Yeah. And he did. He did. And I think I've talked about this before, but I don't know why I would have on the show about Bill Russell. But he did something that I always it amazed me, and that was you see all these players now in you know nowadays and all through the, the years in the NBA when they block a shot and they'll smash it into the crowd and it gets the crowd going. They love that, but it doesn't really do any good. The other team gets the ball back. Bill Russell had this knack of blocking a shot and just having it pop up in the air, and then he'd catch it and start a fast break, and it was a turnover. And that, to me, that was, and I, on a personal note, I, it's, it's a stupid little story, but I can remember playing a pickup basketball game when I was like in my 20s with a bunch of other partially sighted guys, and we're playing, and, and somebody was driving, and, and I jumped up and I blocked it. It popped up in the air like that, and I caught it, and I just stood there and said, I pulled the Bill Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that he talked about was dealing with Chamberlain. And, of course, they were best of friends. They, they would uh, eat at their houses, you know, when they put, come into Philadelphia or Boston, they'd go and eat in, at their houses. Their families had them over. And so what he said was, I didn't want to wait, make Wilt mad. So I could have blocked more stuff. I could have, but then he'd really get mad, and he was bigger, and he could do more stuff. So I would just block enough, just to take a couple of things away from him, just to frustrate him, make him. Yeah, he was big into the team. psychology of it. Yeah, yeah he didn't want yeah. to get them. <laughs> Angry and yeah, and you yeah. know when we were talking about his house being vandalized in, in Reading, and that doesn't actually even cover it. It was actually the, the, they left feces on his bed and, and yeah. smeared yeah. the walls with it. Yeah. And um, you know, so he went to it. But I like the um, one statement I heard this week. They made that, that I think summed him up a lot, where he said, "You know, I'm not a basketball player. I'm a man who played basketball." You know? There you go. That's yeah. Absolutely, what he was. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's really the best way to, unless somebody else has something else to say, uh, I think that's the best way to wrap it up. That's the best way to end it. I can't say anything better. That's perfect. So a couple more quick basketball notes. We have quick notes on these other sports until we really dive into the baseball. Diana Taurasi got uh, was the first WNBA player to get 30 or more after 40 years old, and the only NBA players who did it 
were Michael and Dirk Nowitzki. So there you go. And you already talked about Barkley staying uh, in the live. So I'm not going to live, as I said. So that's, I think, it for basketball. We'll get more into some of this other stuff next week, as you talked about. Yeah. And now we already did our NHL. So basically, we I, su- can do I, our suppose, NFL. I suppose, Chris, just for just because we mentioned it earlier, we'll just mention it right. very, very in ten seconds here. The mm-hmm. Knicks and the and the Seventy Sixers are being investigated for tampering. The Seventy Sixers uh, with James Harden and the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. But we'll get into that as more yeah. information comes out on it. And Robert gave us yeah. our NHL note already, the one that I had, anyhow, yeah. the one that he given us. So for the NFL, though, we have a few, and we need to cover them because the NFL training camps opened, and, uh, you know, so people are as we, we got the countdown from uh, Mr. Countdown over there, 37, the so whole, here we go. the Hall of Fame game is on Thursday. Thursday okay. night, and for those, well, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk about that. Well, actually, we'll talk about it right now because it's the top story here. Jason Horowitz is the new radio voice of the Raiders, and that means you can listen to him uh, if you have a device or whatever way you get your uh, football around the country. Listen to him on Thursday night as he starts to work with Lincoln Kennedy, and I think this is going to be a good choice. I think you find yeah. often the people who have been, ho- you might know them as hosts or know them as sportscasters. You don't actually hear them do play-by-play, but there's plenty of examples of people who really are good play-by-play guys. That's how they earned their spurs in college and so forth, and uh, he, uh, we heard him on uh, some excerpts of Dave David sent us uh, from doing Army football. Now, that sounded all right. So, uh, Robert, you have to be pretty happy considering the alternative. Yeah. Um, no. Um, they were very uh, – Compass Media and the radio station in particular were very specific. Mark Davis was not going to get who he wanted. Death Mullins you know, is what he wanted. Yeah, and yeah. that's who he wanted. And they, they both both entities, uh, Compass Media and, and – uh, uh, Lotus Broadcasting made it very clear that they were not interested in that, not for NFL football anyway. Right. Um, they wa- they wanted somebody that knew about the game, and uh, they also wanted somebody younger so they didn't have to worry about uh, getting another replacement immediately because, you know, Brent Musburger <laughs> is 83 years old, so they wanted to make sure that they got somebody younger. Who yep. is the Seattle Mariners young. are acquiring catcher Kurt Casale from the San Francisco Giants for a minor league prospect. Uh, he's been on the uh, injured list, so he must be uh, he must be healthy and ready to play. You can uh, apparently. I was I heard this morning from um, SiriusXM. You can trade players on the injured list. The team, the well, other sure. team, just the other team just has to be aware of it. Okay. Well, Kyle Schwarber was, Schwarber was traded on the injured list last year. Right. That's right. Um, but, uh, no, I, I think people, if you tune in on Thursday night, I, th- I, th- I think you'll be quite pleased, and you, you'll you be able to add the Raiders back to your listening table. Yeah, I, I, I kind of ignored them. Okay. Uh, and, of course, it'll be, as I said, working with Lincoln uh, Kennedy. Uh, and uh, that game will be at eight o'clock on uh, Thursday night from, uh, of course, Canton, Ohio. And then the, I guess, and, Hall it's, of on, Fame and it's on and, and it's on NBC if you want to NBC, watch NBC, yeah. of course. And uh, Westwood One, it's always on there. And I assume <laughs> yes. that the uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies are Saturday night. Is that true, that, Sean? That, that yes, they are. ESPN okay. and NFL Network. ESPN and NFL okay. Network. Okay, we had a signing uh, of DK uh, Metcalf from Seattle, three years for seventy-two million, uh, so fifty-eight point two guaranteed. And uh, center Ryan Jensen could be out several months. Uh, he can't, he's Tom Brady's center. Uh, it's a knee injury uh, with Tampa Bay, so that that hurt them. Uh, you know, right there, you always have to have a good center when you got a good quarterback. Uh, you know, not only that, but they in the off season they lost their two starting guards, one to free agency and one yeah. uh, retired. And, and yeah. we all know from 
like Patriots Giants Super Bowls that the way to get Brady is right up the middle. So that's that correct. Significant. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to send a. Uh, uh, foul ball. They used to have on the show that Rick and I used to listen to Sports Cup. They'd give the tip of the hat award and they'd give the foul ball of the week award. And I'm giving the foul ball of the week award to the Arizona Cardinals for being wimps. <laughs> yeah. Because because per people heard about the fact that they were making Kyler Murray study four hours more a week and have supervised study. So they took it out. They didn't just say, well, that's the way it is and too bad. They already have the contract signed. It's already there. They took it mm-hmm. out. They're yep. born losers, as they also yeah. used to say on that show all the and time. You, and you, totally born losers. So to be fair, to be fair, that's that may be why. If if they don't, that may be why yeah. they don't con- contend with the 49ers and the Rams, yeah. among yeah. others, yeah. because this guy. I mean, it's well known that this guy does not. I, I mean, effort is not yeah. his high high thing. No, so Jeff Bryant. Work ethic is one of his worst. Go ahead. That's Sean. correct. Des Bryant had stuff put in his contract about, you know, after his drug uh, oh, yeah. suspensions, Ben Ben Roethlisberger had no motorcycle riding. Uh, but Warren Moon came out and tried to say that it was racist, what they were doing to Kyler yeah. Murray. That, oh. uh, but I don't know. And Patrick Mahomes kind of was shot that down. He said, well, there is the plight of the black quarterbacks at times, but I don't think it's racist. You know, he kind of, because he's dealt with Kyler Murray, I think, you know, in college, and stuff, are very, he's familiar a little more with yeah. Kyler Murray, but yeah. That, that you know. is they're they're gonna you know struggle you know I mean I was saying okay gotta you know maybe he's a little I was sort of giving him in Mayfield a little bit of a pass but for Murray forget it I you know this is ridiculous well, this he is the same group this is this is the same team they hired a coach that was fired for going five and seven from Texas Tech to be the head coach of the Cardinals to because he he can work with Murray yeah yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as I said, born losers. Many of us already uh, have our football schedules, and Jerry didn't get his first. This is the biggest uh-huh. story of the week. I mean, we may talk about other things and trades and Bill Russell. <laughs> Jerry didn't get his first. I got it. Pierre got it. A whole bunch of us got him before Jerry. Jerry was in the middle of a pack this year. I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah. you know, he got it first. So, yay. So, we'll have it. And, of course, we'll be putting in the schedules. No, we won't do it for preseason. When we get to the regular season, the way we do we'll our football a- stuff, on Tuesdays, we run down the games of the week before, and then we give you the games of the next week and, you know, right. give you the standings and then give you the games of the next week and right. do a little preview of those. That'll be our NFL segment. And right. then uh, J.J. Wright retired as, as a player for Seattle. He played for Seattle for 10 years. K.J. Wright. I'm sorry. Yeah, K.J. Wright, and uh, he retired as a player for Seattle. Uh, he had been with the Seahawks for 10 years in the last uh, year with the Raiders, Ooh. and so he wanted, yeah, signed a one-day contract to retire with them. And uh, so Debo Samuels uh, did ext- an extension, $73.5 million, uh, for three years, and 58.1 is guaranteed. And uh, so that is uh, good for him. And uh, obviously but the, uh, the, the interesting ahead, thing for- about that was that a lot of people thought that one of the problems he was having was that he didn't like the way the 49ers were handling, you know, making him run the ball and catch the ball, and running backs don't make as much as receivers. And, but in the contract, he's got incentives that say, like, if he's – if he rushes for 300 yards in a, each season, he gets an extra $350,000. If he gets yeah. three rushing touchdowns in a season, he gets $150,000 extra. So it, right. evidently he wasn't against it. He just wanted to get paid for it. Yeah, well, right. I'll blame him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sue Robinson, the judge uh, for the Deshaun Watson case, and this is what Bill was alluding to, Deshaun Watson is supposed to be uh, suspended for the first six games of the uh, of the season, similar to other suspensions, they say that Roethlisberger and Elliott had in situations where 
there wasn't criminal uh, proceedings, but there were certainly questions of what uh, their conduct was. And I don't know if uh, the, I guess Watson's side is not appealing. I don't know if the NFL, if they decided the if NFL, they're going to appeal the or not. Oh, no, Watson won't. Yeah. The, the NFL yeah. has until Thursday to decide whether to appeal or not, Chris. Okay. As of right now, they're not. As of right uh, now, they're not. Uh, that's but, not, Sean, that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing they are leaning towards. Well, and well, I've heard. It's how, how about, okay, how about, how about until? How about instead of arguing about why don't we just wait and see what they do? Because really, we'll tell you next week. we would tune be going. Next yeah, we'll tune know. in next week. We'd, we'd be going back <laughs> and forth over yeah. something right. that we don't know. Yeah, true. And okay, and go ahead, Sean. One thing I one thing I will say on this that you know some people are questioning, going, oh well, Trevor Bauer. Well, you know what? You know that they have the NFL has their own players association to blame on this and you know also one reason they're looking they're saying maybe the six games it's like the Watson side had threatened to sue if it was longer and the, pro- the, the, and the problem th- that Roger the problem the NFL has here the owners are um, for lack of a better word they're teed off at this guy and the, they're not happy with Jimmy Haslam either so that yeah. if yeah. the owners appeal if 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 uh, Goodell files the appeal, that will, it'll be because the owners told him to. Okay, yeah. and they're and they're saying it would be like certain things like the lawsuit. They're they're going to bring up why weren't you know the Daniel Snyder and Robert Kraft and other things, and then the other story and no, and even the story that we're going to talk about here in a minute with Brian. Yeah, you know, well, with, go ahead, uh, Sean, because you're right there. Go go yeah. for it. Okay, well, and like I said, Stephen Ross and I almost forgot about this story because it came down in March, but uh, the Miami Dolphins. They lost a first-round draft pick in 23 and a third-round draft pick in 24. Stephen Ross is suspended until October 17th and is fined $1.5 million. Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, this all goes back to, uh, remember, Brian Flores was filed, came out and said that he was told to tank, and that's why he was fired, because he wouldn't tank. Also, he was told he was supposed to meet with a player on a yacht, and he didn't say, and, there were, and the whole thing was they had talked to Tom Brady in 2019 when he was with the Patriots and in 2021 was when he was with Tampa Bay, and Tom had retired. Also, they had met with Sean Payton in 21. He retired. Then all then this lawsuit came out from Brian Flores. Tom Brady mysteriously unretired and decided I'm coming back, so there was, they're looking at tampering on this, and like I said, with this and other things with Stephen Ross and Daniel Snyder, Robert Kraft, uh, other owners, maybe shenanigans, they were worried. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, if this comes out with the, so it kind of ties in with the Deshaun Watson thing, which six games is still not enough, but I think the NFL's kind of like, what's in our closet? So, but remember, and remember, too, though, with, with the Deshaun Watson thing, it's six games this year, but yes, he got paid, but he did, he set out 17 games last year. And the way he structured his con- his, his contract, he only he's only missing like I think it's costing him this 300, year like three hundred and forty five thousand. Three hundred forty five thousand. Yeah, yeah three hundred forty five thousand. But, anyway. but you know, that's not only him. That's on Jimmy Haslam too. That's right. Right. Bile, that is. Bile, that is. Bile rights guys. Uh, the New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and New Orleans Saints should get picks from Miami because of all the tampering. Yep. Yes, that's what I say. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, figure out which pick you're going to give to whom or how that because all it is is fewer players get drafted. How does that yeah. help the players? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. um, okay, Rick, do you have any uh, NFL notes? 
Yeah. yeah, just a couple of things. Um, it, it kind of surprised me that the reports out of Seattle, I guess, is that uh, Geno Smith is getting the reps with the number one players. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Drew Locke. No. A uh, couple it, of injuries. Looks, um, go ahead, Rob. It, it looks like, Rick, uh, if if the season were to start today, according to Pete Carroll, Geno Smith would be his starting quarterback. So. Yeah. Anyway, go um, ahead, couple Couple injuries. Um, James Washington, who was was receiver for the Steelers for a few years, a, a rookie that you know a couple years ago that they thought was going to do some big things, he never really did. Went to the Cowboys this year, and was expected to be a, a major piece there. Without uh, um, uh, Cooper and and uh, Gallup is still out injured. Um, he had a Liz Frank injury this week. Had surgery. He's going to be gone for most of the season. And I don't know the severity of it, but I guess today in Denver's camp, uh, Tim Patrick, the receiver, went down with a knee injury that looked pretty bad. Uh, yeah, I just I just saw it. that I just saw yeah. that on Twitter, Rick. It, they say it it is it probably is pretty bad, but they're going to yeah. do further further tests. Yeah, they got to do MRIs. And, yeah, and I think that's all. Yeah. We do okay. have two. Let's we do have two hands, so let's get to them. Jerry, you're first, so go right ahead, Jerry. Dick, you'll be up after Jerry, and then we'll. Go into that one sport that we haven't hit yet. So, Jerry, go ahead. Well, I want to announce I did get my schedule today. I brought it in. I, I think the deal is, I think what it is, is I think you guys have direct post. Our post, uh, our post office here doesn't really handle the mail. It goes from Johnstown, 30 miles away, and then it comes in here. And that's uh, probably why there's a delay. Was that, was that changed in years past? Because you should be, used to beat us all the time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know, but I'm happy to get it. But anyway, uh, maybe they wanted maybe they wanted Judy to have it. And since she's not there, they're not getting it as quick. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know if neuropathy if she could read it anymore. But yeah. I mean that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. the way it is. But she's doing fine. Good. But comment a little bit on I, my father and my uncle. Uh, they weren't in. The, they really weren't into the NBA at all. But they got excited when uh, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain oh, yeah. go ahead. I mean, it just brought out uh, everything. Philadelphia, you had people talking about it who didn't know, you know, anything about basketball. It was something else. But he well, was you know, great. the thing is about Philadelphia, and Wilt, of course, he's from Philadelphia, that they yep. he was there, and then the Warriors left, and he went out to San Francisco. Then the Sixers get him back, then they trade him again. You know, yeah, you I mean, go. you know, they just, and got, they got a reasonable haul for him, but, you know, it, it, it some pretty good players, but, you know, they certainly couldn't win a championship without him. And they never, I'll tell you, I, I used to listen to those Sixers games, and even when good, other than the Celtics coming in with Russell, they really didn't draw, did they, Jerry? No. No, it just was a basket. It's a college town. I mean, it's different now. The pros, you know, Sixers do okay now, but, but it was a college mm-hmm. town in basketball. You know, one thing yep. we didn't mention about Russell was his laugh. My God. Oh, yeah. What a laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy laugh. Yeah. All right, okay, Dick. Jerry. All right, Dick, All right. we got? Hello, Dick. Hello. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Dick. Oh, Dick. Dick. Ah, there we go. I All right. Uh, okay. hold on, Dick, hold on just one second, if you would, please. Yes, the sir. Guardians have announced they have traded catcher Sandy Leone to the Twins in exchange for pitcher Ian Hamilton. And let me get the other one. Um, Matt Boyd, who has been rehabbing this year with the Giants, has been traded to the Mariners. There you go, Dick. It's all yours. Okay. Uh, see, you know, that was a nice uh, thing you guys did about Bill Russell. I always remember when Russell played against Chamberlain like in you know, all-star games and that, 
Russell always got the better of it. And oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, would have, I would tell people, I'll take Russell over Chamberlain any time. <laughs> That's right. You know, you're right. You know, the NBA, in, in the, even like in the mid-late 60s when the Bulls first started in Chicago, um, the joke was you call and say, what time is the game going to start? And they say, what time can you get I want to show up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also what, what they did, um, they would um, they would announce the attendance. In fact, uh, I heard one of the uh, former owners of the Bulls, his name was Ben Bentley. Um, he was, they asked him, he give the attendance when it was like about a thousand people. And the, the NBA fined him for doing that. Um, that was the fourth, and that was the fourth try for basketball in Chicago. Yes. Uh, you yes. know, for the Bulls, because they had a team that folded in late 40, and then they had the, the Packers for one year, and, and the then Zephyrs. the Zephyrs the next year, <laughs> who became the Bullet. So, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, another thing, too, in baseball, you guys, did you hear about this? Old uh, Grandpa Tony La Russa, they got a picture of him. Take a little nap in the first inning of the game last night. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really sad. Really well, familiar. there are yeah. people who would, there are people who oh, I don't Jamal. agree with politically. Yeah, yeah. There are people that I don't agree with politically say he should be vice president. Sleepy Tony with sleepy Joe. You know, yeah. hey, <laughs> the way it goes. Okay. Um, one thing real quickly for little Bill, the old country. Happy birthday to you, young man. I hope uh, you're going to have some cake tonight. Yeah. Go out and have a steak. I do something. He's trying yeah. to get, he said something about getting on a new server. You know, these computer geeks, that's the kind of thing they do for the But that's hey, only going to take a few right, seconds. Take oh, oh, hold on, guys. Go ahead. Hold on, guys. Bill? It's only going to take a few seconds, Dick, to do that. So, Dick's okay. good. <laughs> that's good. Okay. Uh, I guess we're ready for baseball. Been very good oh to us. God, All right. So, we'll do this. Now, the whole point of this is what the standings are, because then these teams are making moves and, and stuff based on the standings. So let's see what they are. Yankees are at uh, 70 and 34. Toronto at 57 and 45. Tampa Bay, 54 and 48. Baltimore at 52 and 51. And the Red Sox are in last right at the moment at 52 and 52. In the Central, we have Minnesota at 54-48. See, the advantage that the teams in the Central have is they got a chance. They've all got a chance at the wild card uh, or to win the division, the three of them. Uh, the Twins at 54-48. Cleveland, 53-49. and 49. The White Sox are 51-51. and 51. Kansas City, 41-62. and 62. Detroit, 41-63. and 63. In the West, Houston are going to run away with their division, of course, 67-37. and 37. Seattle, 55-49. and 49. Texas, 46-56. and 56. And the Angels are 43-59. And the uh, sell them all A's are 39-65. and 65. And in the National League East, the Mets are still leading at 65-37. and 37. Braves at 62-41. and 41. So that would be what, about three and a half. Yep. Philadelphia, 55-47. and 47. Miami, 47-56. and 56. And Washington, 35-69. and 69. In the Central, we have Milwaukee at 57-45. and 45. St. Louis, 54-48. and 48. So three games behind them. The Cubs are in the uh, third place uh, Titanic struggle are at 41 and 60, Cincinnati 41 and 61, and the Pirates are 40 and 62. How could, how could the Pirates be selling when they can still finish third? <laughs> in the West, we have the Dodgers at 69 and 33, running away with it. San Diego 58 and 46, San Francisco 51 and 52, Colorado 46 and 58, Arizona 45 and 57. And so the wild card standings we have in the American League: Toronto leads it at 57 and 45, Tampa Bay 54 and 48, and Seattle is 55 and 49. So they're virtually tied for second right at the moment. Tampa Bay would go to Toronto, and Seattle would go to Minnesota, but they are, they're tied. So then the uh, contenders uh, are 
Uh, so that's six over. So Cleveland is 53 and 49, a game out. Baltimore 52 and 51, two and a half out. The Red Sox 52 and 52, and the White Sox are 51 and 51, are three out. So this has been the whole thing about are you buying, are you selling, whatever, uh, you know, especially with the Red Sox, these teams on the borderline. In the National League, we have Atlanta at 62 and 41. We have San Diego at 58 and 46. So the, right now, the char the uh, Chargers are doing it because Jerry did it that time. The Padres would go to uh, to play the Braves in Atlanta. Philadelphia right now is 55 and 47, and they're in third place in the wild card. And St. Louis 54 and 48. One of the things that happened in the mini trades we're going to run down for you uh, in a little while. Phillies and Cardinals traded with each other. Okay, uh, how does that, that work since they're fighting for that last spot? But they did. Yeah. Okay, 54 and 48, so they're a game out. Are the Cardinals, San Francisco, 51 and 52, so they're uh, uh, four, I guess, four and a half out. Yeah. And we're putting a fork in Miami this week at 47 and 56. They're out yep, of it. They're done. Yeah, so, and they've been selling like a team that's done, so there you go. Um, all right, so let's the, see what uh, we got. Hold on, hold on Chris, just a second. Yep. The, um, the uh, wide receiver, Rick, that you mentioned for the Broncos today. Tim Patrick, yeah. Tim Patrick, torn ACL. Oops. Yeah. Okay. Done for the That's year. For the year. So I've got about four and a half pages of baseball notes, <laughs> and Bill and Perry will be updating as we go. And some of them are not trades, but there's plenty of trades here. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, one of the things we did was we figured out the schedule for next year. Sean and I both did it. And uh, the way it's going to work, because we had Jamal questioning how that would work, and we did it. So you'd play 14 games against each uh, team in your division, so that would be 56 games. And then interleague, you'd play three against each of the 14 teams, that's 42, that's 98. Then you'd play four against your designated rivals, so that's 102. And then six against the rest of the league in your, you know, that aren't yep. in your division. So that's yep. how it works. We're not going to go through the 32-game thing because it's not happening yet, but that will be how it works. It's the only way it really uh, – and, and, That's, uh, that's all when it does happen. Yeah. When yeah, it does happen, right. we'll solve it. Yeah. We, we will because I think it all made, what Sean did made sense. But we, we both – he and I independently sat down and figured out how the 162 would work. Uh, right. And But they won't be alternating. The thing we have to explain, I, I explained to everybody, okay, let's say, say you have the Cubs. And you say uh, you've got five team divisions. So let's say you decide that next year you're going to have the Cubs visit Baltimore and Boston and do it alphabetically. And then you say, okay, then the Cubs can host uh, New York and Tampa Bay. Well, then what happens to Toronto? So there's going to have to be a rotation thing like the NFL does. And I went through yep. and all. Now we do some know, of we do know that starting NHL next year, Chris, it'll be 14 divisional games. We know that much. We do, yeah. we do. Yeah. But and but it won't be yeah. it won't be like the Red Sox will go to Wrigley and then Wrigley they'll come here two years in a row. Some things will happen because if you can't do it with the five team divisions, it doesn't well, work. It'll so. be seven seven. It'll be seven teams at home one year and the other seven at home the, the next year. So yeah, but it won't always be, but like I say, because of the five teams, it, it just won't line up perfectly. Right. When when they have 32 teams, it will. So one the even years, you host the Cubs the odd years ago to Chicago, that kind of thing. That's the way it'll work. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, Mike Trout has a uh, rare back condition that may continue throughout his career. He kind of minimized that the doctor sounded a lot more pessimistic. It's not career-threatening, but it's something he's going to have to, it's going to be a nagging injury all the rest of his career. So, uh, you know, he's been out since early July, and we, we can tell by the Angels' record. Yep. The uh, Yankees acquired Andrew Benintendi from Kansas City for three pitching prospects, and, of course, former Red Sox. He, he's a free agent at the end of the year, and uh, he said he will probably get back, you know, because, of course, they're going to be going to Toronto, 
and later in the year. So he said he probably will consider getting vaccinated. Everybody else on the team is, so maybe he will. Uh, Brendan Burke is expected to replace John Sterling as the Yankees uh, 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 radio voice. When John Sterling retires, uh, John Sterling may cut back and do just uh, home games or he may do selected road games next year, as he's kind of doing for the second half of the year. But he's not saying he's going to retire yet. And he said, hey, I might do 162 next year. Who knows? So he's yeah. still pretty feisty. So we'll see how he does. But he hasn't been sounding that great in some of the games. No. The, Brendan Burke is the Islanders TV guy right now. So anyway. Uh, apparently Howie Rose is just coming really in. Was- just coming in. Chris, the uh, yep. Padres are sending you guys some money. So. Oh, good. we need money. I would. Oh, like yeah, you that, that's it. That's in the Hosmer deal. Yeah, yes, the, yeah, they're, 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 they're going to pay some yeah. of his salary. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's undisclosed cash. Right. Yeah. Okay. John Sterling one time had a streak of five thousand fifty-eight games for the Yankees that ended in two thousand nineteen. So he certainly. Yeah. WFAN just signed a new contact with, contract with the Yankees. Uh, this can be as long as seven more years. There's team and station options. So you know. Uh, they wanted to try to get the John Sterling thing, and supposedly Susan is going to be around for the foreseeable future. Uh, Fox is adding this fall Jason Benetti. Uh, he's going to be the number two football announcer right now. Is he going to still do for the White college. Sox for college? Well, oh, oh, for college. Yeah, is he going to uh, still be the uh, White Sox for, TV voice? Yes, yes, and he okay. will do other sport. He will do other sports with Fox. Apparently, he he's interested in maybe doing a little NFL. Um, some baseball, so he—he's yeah. a—he's one of those guys. That is a steal from ESPN, in all honesty. Yes, and, you, and you from Peacock, uh, he's been doing NBC lately too. You know yeah. what? Uh, those of us who are disabled should be proud of him because uh, he's the guy that's got cerebral palsy and, and works his way around the country with no problem. So okay, yeah, and he is, like I said, he is the Peacock Sunday announcer that you hear, and he is going to be also doing the number two. Or possibly number three on baseball. So that's that ties into baseball. With our apologies to our Cajun audience, which is Pierre, <laughs> I'm about to mispronounce this name. He was giving us a, a tutorial on how to say it, but it didn't work. So Tyron Naquin was acquired uh, for the by the Mets uh, for uh, a left-handed pitcher, um, Philip. Uh, I, I didn't get the first name, I guess. So no, Philip Deal went to the Mets. Philip Deal, uh, oh. Went, went to the Mets with Naquin. Okay. Oh, and, and two prospects came back to the Reds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But the big uh, thing that the Reds did was trade Luis Castillo to Seattle, and uh, they got uh, Levi Stout, Andrew Moore, uh, and uh, Edwin Arroyo, and, uh, and the pitcher, and pitcher Noelzi uh, Marte. Yeah, and then so a lot of these. You know, we're just reading them. We don't know who they are. You know, they're all top prospects yeah. or suspects, as Sean John used to say. So, yep. uh, another thing that uh, apparently times have changed a little bit with baseball and Pete Rose because Pete Bo- Rose is going to be back in Philadelphia on August seventh to be part of an alumni weekend and as part of the nineteen eighty championship team. And uh, they must have changed the ban. I he wasn't allowed in ba- ballparks before. I know he wasn't because I remember when it first came down. Uh, yeah. Not just uh, you know the manager coach or anything like that, but I don't think, and uh, Bill, isn't that the way you remember that he wasn't allowed to come into Cincinnati for any ceremonies or anything? That's exactly right, and once they got rid of Bud Selig, yeah, you know, things for baseball was better, but uh, you know, the, now now Pete can come back to Cincinnati, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. they, they, should, did, have him, he they back, should have him back uh, soon, because you don't know how long he's going to be around, you know? All right. Well, when Fox 
when Fox brought him on, had him on the pregame, he was in Cincinnati for something that they honored the team for. I remember because Fox was doing Cincinnati game. I can't remember what it was that year, right. but that was his first time back in the park. And of course, well, the unlike, reason they're doing and unlike um, and Bill, unlike uh, Mister Bowden, uh, the the Reds fans certainly welcome Pete back with open arms. They oh, they do. Right. They love Pete. I mean, I heard comments on WLW when he was like, oh, it's a conspiracy, they hate Cincinnati, they, you know, Ooh, and all that and, stuff. And Marty, and Marty Brenneman, I mean, I heard him a oh. lot. Ooh, he was not pleased, but... Dude, they were uh, friends of his. You know, Bill Cunningham, Marty Brenneman, they were his friend. You know, they but but gonna... you, met, you mentioned the name Jim Bowden to, to Marty Brenneman. That's... We go, we go <laughs> bad there. Thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, so that band was... Uh, so anyway, so the Cubs traded uh, reliever uh, Chris Martin to uh, the Dodgers for uh, Zach McKinstry. Who, who is in the, who is in the lineup tonight. Okay. Infielder and outfielder. Uh, he's in, he hit uh, 210 with the Dodgers, so, and eight yeah. homers, 31 RBIs. Uh, then Colorado signed Daniel Bard. I, you know, I've been hearing about Daniel Bard being around. I'd forgotten all about him. I didn't even know he was in baseball. That's how much I paid attention to the Rockies. But he yeah. signed a two-year extension with them. And uh, so, and because, of course, he came up with the Red Sox as a promising rookie in, like, 2012. He was supposed to be the closer of the future, and it didn't work out. Well, so apparently, did. If, he did not, if he did not sign the extension, Chris, he was going to be one of the people traded possibly today. Yeah, maybe to the Red Sox. Because uh, there was talk about uh, either getting the first baseman from Colorado or, or Daniel Bard when they talked about yeah. the Rockies. St. Louis yeah. traded uh, shortstop Edmundo Sosa to Philadelphia for reliever... Uh, Jojo Romero, uh, and who's and then um, and then Paul, uh, he's going to Memphis, and Paul DeYoung was coming back up for the Cardinals. So uh, again, I don't understand teams that are right next to each other in the race like that trading with each other, but you know it is what it is. And the Cardinals have uh, DFA'd today catcher Austin Romine because Yadier oh. Molina is expected to be activated. Okay. All right. Then we have Arizona traded uh, outfielder David uh, Peralta for minor leaguers uh, and outfielder uh, Christian uh, Serta. He's actually the, uh, a catcher, Chris. He's oh, actually he's, a okay. catcher. All right. And, and then uh, that was with who? Who did uh, who did Serta come from? He came from Tampa Bay. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from oh, that yeah, it says it here. Okay. Tim Anderson has a three-game suspension that he's appealing for making contact with an umpire after arguing balls and strikes. And yeah, was, I, w- uh, I watched that game on Friday, Chris, and he definitely made contact with the umpire. So. And the umpire's name is Nick Marley that he was arguing with. We had Angel well, Hernandez well, number behind one, the number last one, We had a lot of fun. Number one, yeah. Chris, when you, make, when you argue balls and strikes... Mm-hmm. Well, he's out. Yeah, out of the yeah, game. Yeah, he he's ejected anyway because you're not. The rule is right. you're not supposed to argue balls and right. strikes. But uh, we have the guy who should never umpire balls and strikes at all, Angel Hernandez, last night. And there were at least yeah. ten calls that uh, Will and Rob Bradford questioned. So that's yep. not surprising on that's both a good sides. Night for him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, Aaron Judge hit his uh, two two hundredth uh, home run on Saturday. He's the second fastest to do that in, in games played. And you know, you forget how much he was injured because mm-hmm. he's only played like. 671 games, but he's been in the league for about six years. So, you know, but 671 games, and Ryan Howard did it in 658. And at this point, I think he's hit another home run. So now he's got 43 home runs and uh, uh, over 90 RBI. So, you know, he's he's, uh, it could be the MVP, you know. And uh, then what are the Yankees going to – I'm telling you, he's going to stay in New York. 
I don't know where, but he's going to be in the. I think the Mets or the Yankees will sign him. This will be the big Steve, story I think of the offseason. People write a big check if Hal doesn't. So. Well, that's right, and I think uh, it's going to be a pride thing. It's going to be crazy. Uh, you know, and, and I've, I heard the rumor. I think it was yesterday, and I forget where I heard it from. That uh, the Giants may go after him hard. Well, yeah, because uh, he he grew up around uh, there and. Uh, the Giants want to bring a superstar back to San Francisco. So, well, yeah, okay. um, they Susan Susan Slusser of the Chronicle is reporting that uh, they're not sure that Carlos Rodon will be moved by the Giants. It is certainly not a salary dump. Um, pa- uh, Pablo Lopez of the Marlins, the price is high because you have quite a bit of control over him. The Dodgers are believed to be trying to get him, though. Okay. Okay. The Dodgers were 21 and 5 in July and the fourth best July in history. That's pretty good. The Red Sox were 8 and 19 in July, but they finally got a win by a starting pitcher in July on, on Sunday when uh, Josh Winkowski finally won one. If they had not, they would have been the third team to go a whole month, obviously not counting like April when they used to play two weeks, but a full month uh, without having a starter win. So, you know, that that's pretty amazing. Uh, Atlanta acquired. Uh, a. Ray Adrianza from Washington for an, for an infielder and uh, for an outfielder, too. Trey Harris, uh, Atlanta, uh, was designated. Uh, oh, no, no, they, they, Trey Harris also went to Atlanta. Anyway, they ended up de- de- designating Robbie Cano, so he's back in the minors. Or No, Harris went from Atlanta. Harris from Atlanta. Okay, to Washington. Okay, the Cubs traded um, right-hander Scott at Frost to the Yankees, and you say he's pretty good, um, Perry? He is very good. He, they, they get five years of control, and um, he pitches virtually every day. That's why the Cup, we call him every day at Frost. All right, and he's, they're getting the seventh prospect back from the Yankees, so that's pretty good. Yep. San and, Diego that's Hayden, and that's Hayden, oh, I hope I don't butcher this, Hayden Wisniewski. Okay. All right, that sounds as reasonable as anything else. Uh, San Diego <laughs> I guess, I guess at least we don't. I guess if we don't know it, <laughs> yeah, if we don't know. We don't know. Uh, we knew we screwed up Naquin's name. San Diego acquired Josh Hader from Milwaukee for uh, Taylor Rogers and uh, Denelson uh, Lamette, and a, and a couple, and a couple more of pro- prospects. prospects. And the, the Brewers are, apparently the Brewer players. If you believe what you hear. Um, the the rumblings out of Milwaukee now is the Brewer players are not happy. Yeah, they just oh, made wow. it you know they had this as I said I've said it on the on the uh, show yesterday they had a three man uh, reminding me of the Royals in fourteen and fifteen they had the three man uh, thing with Boxberger and Williams and Hader coming in here for the seventh eighth and ninth yeah. and that looked pretty good to me so I'm I was surprised when they did that I was shocked that Milwaukee made that deal because I mean they're leading the division they're in the wild card race it it doesn't make any sense why they would uh, give up their closer like that you know I yeah, yeah. did you have something Bill no they just made a trade they just traded Trevor Rosenthal we just traded oh, from yeah okay do yeah, we know probably, who they got back yet? We don't know that yet. We're waiting. These okay. come in pieces. 
<laughs> yeah, sometimes well, these things take a while, especially this now. Now we're into the 5 o'clock hour in the east, and this yeah. is now when it's really frantic, and people are right. trying to get things in before 6 o'clock. If they get them in yeah. before 6, they can't always come out because people have to be notified and things be announced. The trade deadline is 6 o'clock, but things yeah. in the last hour or two always get crazy, so you might get part of a story and not the whole thing for a while. Because I know, I know he just recently signed with the Giants, and he's another one that's been on the injured list, so... Okay. Uh-huh. Ooh, so, I think okay. I think uh, Bill. I think he was traded Rosenthal from the Giants to Milwaukee. Is that correct? That could be. This is jumbled yeah. up. This tweet is. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, yeah because the phone and the, these uh, you know these apps are blowing up, so it's pretty hard for everybody to yep. keep everything straight. They get things. Yeah. Keep up, keep going day. and we'll keep going and we'll see if we can get it. Yeah. yeah. Dixon Machado was acquired uh, by, from the Cubs by the Giants. For prospect pitcher Espinola, I don't know who it is. Espinola, I got here. Espinola, yeah, anyway. yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um, let's see. We we're getting there on these baseball things. Um, all right. We've got still. Uh, okay. Uh, where is Houston? Houston acquired uh, Trey Mancini from the Orioles, and that's too bad. We were that's hoping the too Orioles. Bad. Yeah, yeah I, Baltimore is selling off more players, and I, I'm disappointed by that also because they're actually doing well this year. So. Yeah, and you know, okay. here's the thing: uh, Mike Elias, their their GM, yesterday. The one thing you don't say, well, we're we're in it, but uh, we're probably not going to make it this year. You don't say that to your players. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, you know, it's how different is that than what Hein Bloom did last night? He came on and and uh, did a conference. First of all, one of the things that Maz and and uh, and uh, Felger were all over today, they didn't have anybody there from the front office. I'm not saying Hein Bloom needs to be in Houston. I'm saying you got people that work on the amateur draft that, that can be in communication with the front office, so you don't end up with things like Christian Vasquez right. being in batting practice, told he's traded, and I think. Um, uh, you don't have a Joel Youngblood. You don't have a Joel Youngblood situation, Chris. Right, right. Yeah. But, you know, by the way, Demario. Let me get a name. Um, Demaria Crockett for the Broncos okay. also has a torn ACL. Ooh, okay. not, not good for uh, running back. Not good yeah. for Denver, but not good for Russell Wilson. Doing all this, keep it up. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, they didn't have somebody from the front office. You, I mean, how many people? You got all kinds of. You don't need all the nerds in the room to make these decisions. You know, you can spare the the college draft guru to go there. You know, I mean, and just to communicate with when when the trades are made. So they were having it's ridiculous. And so he was while the game was on. Uh, Rob Bradford and, and um, you know was monitoring along with uh, um, you know Will Fleming what what was being said. And you know they're like. So Heim said, "Well, of course," and, and they did. We'll get to them in a minute. But yeah. they're, you know, they they sold first, then they bought, and he says, "And we're not giving up on this team." So, and they did do some buying today. But anyway, and yeah, they get to, and they get apparently now we're just hearing Chris. They get two prospects, also uh, back in the Hosmer trade. Oh, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yankees acquired Frankie Montas that Red uh, Robert was talking about. And oh. Lou Trevino from the uh, from the uh, A's, and there Trevino's a reliever, Montas a starter, and yeah. and, and uh, not sure for whom I assume they got a boatload of prospects. Got, they, got, they got four prospects. The, the, okay. the only name that you would probably know is uh, J.P. Siri, um, uh, who made his debut with the Yankees this year. He's a pitcher, 
But other than that, the rest of them you're not going to know because they're okay. suspects. Of John Siri, Smith. I hear you talking to Siri all the time. We get the score, yeah. so that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Austin Riley uh, got it from third base for the Braves. Got an extension while all this was going. Ten years for two hundred twelve million. So people the, are saying, and the players, okay. And the players' union is not happy about that because he that is low. Clear, he is clearly low. left money on the table. Yeah. I think Devers would be expecting about thirty million, not twenty million. Correct. No, when he does his. Well, so. obviously, obviously, he's enjoying playing in Atlanta. So, I, I, nice that he gave them somewhat of a discount. And he talked to Freddie Freeman about how nice it was too. Yeah, so that's yeah. How, yeah, yeah. Uh, San Diego pitcher Joe Musgrove. Uh, five for a hundred million. Boy, this, the Padres and the Twins have been the busiest teams. Uh, man, they make your head spin with all they've been doing. Okay, especially San Diego. My God, Musgrove's a starter for the yep. for the uh, uh, Padres. Uh, okay, Christian Vasquez to Houston for two prospects, and Steve Sparks, not Bill Sparks, <laughs> thinks they're pretty good. Uh, Steve Sparks, <laughs> the color man. Well, he does play-by-play, too. The analyst color man, play-by-play yeah. uh, -play guy for Houston. He says they're pretty good. But, you know, you can fall in love with these guys against in spring training. You really don't know. I mean, I thought uh, Duran and, and uh, Franchi were going to be superstars. And look at them now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then we have uh, Tommy Pham to the Red Sox from <laughs> Cincinnati. Uh, and because and my theory is that maybe uh, Vasquez was running the fantasy football league, and Pham need, needs a league to run because he doesn't like the way <laughs> leagues are run that he's in. So maybe that's why he's here. And that's uh, for a player to be named later. And I think there's a two-way option. I think both he and the Red Sox have an option at the end of the year. And apparently he's uh, you know he can at least play the outfield. He's um, I think he's hitting about two thirty-four with eleven home runs. So obviously he's, he's falling up defender. from the days with the Cardinals. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. He's a great ahead, defender. Bill. You'll like. That and he hustles and he takes up for his teammates. He gets a little, uh, you know. But the Reds couldn't wait to get him out of there. I mean, no. I think they were no, salary dumping it. too. And then uh, Jake Deekman uh, was traded from the uh, Red Sox for catcher, a backup catcher for the White Sox, Reese McGuire. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I thought Jake, because he, uh, Jake, being a former A, Chris, he did very well with the A's. He did very well with the Royals. I guess he didn't do very well for Boston. It was so control. He almost walked almost every time he came in. He walked the first guy. He had some uh, yeah. a little stretch right after the All Star game. He had three or four good games, and they went back to his to his habits again. He was a big contributor to the law. Actually, I think the in the Cubs game on July first, if I remember, the bases were loaded. and He hit the hit the guy when he came in. So you know, yeah. here we yeah, go. Just didn't have his player. control. I'm disappointed he didn't do well there. I thought he would do okay there. So. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like here Kansas City acquired infielder Emmanuel Rivera from Arizona for pitcher uh, Luke Weaver. Yep. And then uh, Robbie Grossman was uh, acquired by the Braves from the Tigers. Another former uh, A that, uh, that he's going to do very well in Atlanta, so. Okay, Car you know, I'm telling you, these teams are loading up. Carlos Quintana from Pittsburgh to St. Louis, and uh, Jose, for Jose, minor league Jose players. Quintana. Jose, Jose Quintana. Oh, we had Carlos. That's right. Yeah. I, I just wrote that yeah. down. They've been thinking. And uh, Matt Bush is uh, from Texas to Milwaukee, a reliever. Yep. So they've been trying to replay, replenish their relievers there after they got rid of uh, Hader. Yep. And then uh, St. Louis also got uh, Chris uh, Stratton from Pittsburgh as well as, as yep. Quintana. Yep. At Atlanta sent Will Smith to Houston for Jake uh, 
Odorizzi. Yeah. And that's going to be good for the. Uh, that's going to be good for both teams. That deal is mm-hmm. going to be good for both teams. So. Yeah, Odorizzi. I remember him with Tampa Bay. He was good. Yep. Minnesota acquired Jorge Lopez for four prospects. Uh, from, and that, and that, uh, there again, that's just another thing. I mean, that sends the. I think that sends the wrong message to the Oriole. You know, to their players. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then we got to today, and the big meat of the day was uh, Padres activity. Juan oh Soto God. from Washington to San Diego, along with Josh Bell, who is another rumored red, future Red Sox for first base, yep. for uh, for uh, Mackenzie Gore, an inf- infielder, C- uh, C.J. Abrams, and Abrams. four prospects. And yeah. you also got, and you also, and uh, they also got uh, Luke Voigt of Washington. Did okay. Yes, Luke Voigt was Luke Voigt was added into that because they originally Eric Hosmer was in the deal. Why the Padres didn't contact Hosmer before they made the deal, I don't know. But the yeah. Nationals were on his no trade list, yep. and he would not waive it to go there. Which I mean, you can't blame him at this point. But and um, I heard that story. I remember and, that he but was, then first Luke Voigt was Luke Voigt was Luke Voit. It was put in once Hosmer said no. Yeah, but I remember, and I said, well, usually people want to come here. You know, people like it here, so, uh, you know, we'll see if we can get him. And then about an hour later, we did. So uh, to make it official, uh, you know, like he says, Eric wouldn't go to uh, to uh, Washington, but he's coming here, but we'll uh, try to, trade his, as they say, try to trade on one of the other teams, and he did. Uh, uh, oh, and they actually got, oh, no, that's another trade. So anyway, the Red Sox got Eric Hosmer, and we know that they got him for, for some money, and the, the Padres are going to help play this, the salary. And I think there's an option uh, that goes each way for the player so and the team. So we's we'll uh, Eric got, Eric's got three more years left on his deal. He does, and if he stays, it's yeah. three for 39. But he, he yeah, might, yeah. I think he might have an opt-out, or the Red Sox I, he, can, He has too. an opt-out. I don't think the Red Sox do. He does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Zach Pop and a, and a prospect uh, went to Toronto, from Miami to Toronto, I guess. Uh, Zach uh, Pop and Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Bass. Bass. Yeah. yeah, I also went to Toronto. Yep. And then we've got the Hosmer thing down here at the bottom. And Joey Gallo, the last one I got, and, of course, there's been about 10 since then that Bill and Barry have been giving you, Joey yeah. Gallo from the Yankees to the Dodgers for uh, a double-A prospect. The thing is, I think uh, what I was saying before the show, I think Gallo will just be kind of coming off the bench. for the. He was having to play a lot for the Yankees, yeah. and I think that he won't have to there. And I think that they're getting Benintendi meant that they you know, had the, could just free him up and let him go. So I think that that's I, And I think the biggest one over the last couple of hours um, has been Tyler Malley going to the Reds. He's a, or I'm sorry, going from the Reds to the Twins yeah. for three of – uh, as of today, three of the top 20 prospects, and I can tell you that uh, Spencer Steer, who is one of them, was playing at St. Paul, and uh, when you play these six-game series, we've, uh, dealt, we've people, dealt with yeah. him in quite a number of games, and um, the Reds are getting, with him, they're getting a good one. I don't know about the other two, but it yeah. sounds like they are very high, too. And remember, it is now five... 27, and there yep. are still 33 minutes, so you could still see more deals coming. Yeah, and you really see stuff for another hour because it takes 15 to 20 minutes, half an hour, for things to all get sorted out. If they get it in at 5.59, yeah, you know, it may not get out to anybody, but it, it can come the next half hour or so. So right. you can see some late stuff. So yep. basically, are we up to date? Do we have any more before we go? Uh, yeah, I am, got- I'm, lo- I'm looking. I've got John Lamb to the Dodgers. Okay. Um, 
Now, where's he coming from? Seattle. Is, Jay, is it Jake Lamb? Jake Lamb, I'm Jake sorry. Lamb, but, uh, yeah, Jake Lamb. From where's he Dodgers. coming from? He, I believe he's from Arizona. Seattle. Okay. Seattle, okay. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, okay. he's going to Seattle. He played with the Dodgers. He was with the Dodgers. He's going to Seattle. Is he? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's so we, well, will, we will fill in the loaded. For, the Dodgers yeah. are loaded for bear, so they're going to be an occasional you know oh, yeah. strength that they can uh, let let go people in. So we will okay. fill in the rest of the blanks next week. Though I'm sure there'll be a few more oh. come down before six o'clock. But yep. Uh, yep. Speaking of coming down, Sean, come down the stretch. Come down uh, the home stretch. All right. If you missed any of these trades and you need to catch up on them, or if you want to hear that great. Bill Russell tribute, and thank you once again, Bill, for finding that. Uh, or uh, you want to tell anybody else to do that, download the podcast by going to legendoldies.com or typing in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher or tell your smart speaker to play the Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine. Bill's going to be back tomorrow. The Coffee Club will be back for all things radio. Remember, 6 p.m. on Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be back next week with and real, and real, and real, qu- and real quick and real quick, Bill. Who's the star Thursday? Our own Chris is oh, the star. Yeah, Chris oh, is the star. Come, come with your questions, and we'll have more stuff filling in everything. I'll give you that surprising top ten from Europe next week. You got to come back and hear that. So we'll see you then. Recording stopped. Oh.